As you prepare for retirement, you'll be faced with many important choices. We want you to make the right ones. Welcome to Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. Charles is an accredited investment fiduciary. He's well-equipped to help you make sound financial decisions. We want you to experience a meaningful retirement. On our podcast, we believe financial choices matter. Hey everybody, welcome into Financial Choices Matter and to the new year as well. Charles Scott and I here to talk about investing, finance, and retirement. And where some financial knowledge comes from is going to be on the topic today. We're going to get some information from Charles and where he gets uh, all his insights and wisdoms, if you will. So what's going on, my friend? How are you? Oh, oh wisdom. I don't know. That's it. Yeah. Let's let's hope there's some this year because I, I don't know what happened to 2020. It doesn't matter how smart you were. It was never what you thought it was going to be. Well, so. that's probably true. So you, you don't you don't feel wise uh, as a... As a oh, as no. As you're aging and you get some wisdom? Of course. Yes. If you don't, I mean, you know, we've got on our website, there's information, knowledge, and wisdom. And information's out there everywhere. Knowledge is figuring out how some of that all fits together. And wisdom only comes with experience. That's right. And, you know, isn't that the truth? Oh, no, it's really true. We all hear that, especially when you're younger, when you're like, yeah, 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 whatever. Exactly. And, you know, as we age, we, we was like, wow, this is really, you know, what our parents said is really true. And then you try to tell it to your kids and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then no, as they get older, they go, yeah, it's really true. And it's like, man, why can't we just learn this at an earlier age? But we just Yeah, can't. my parents got smarter as I got older. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think we're all kind of in that boat a little bit. Well, like I said, welcome to 2021. This is our first podcast of the new year. So uh, we hope that everybody had a great holiday. And we're going to try to continue on with sharing some useful nuggets of information. And hopefully it helps you out along the way with your own retirement journey. So speaking of this knowledge, Charles, uh, you know, have you ever really kind of you know, I don't know, thought about your own journey when it comes to what you've been doing for these many years and, you know, where all the different things come from. Uh, as we just mentioned, our parents, uh, some people get a lot of their, I mean, a lot of how we right. act comes from our parents. Sure. Uh, but of course now, you know, new generations and now <laughs> technology, I mean, are we being more influenced by, you know, big tech or TV or radio or it used to be TV and radio, I guess now it'd be big tech and Google and, you know, internet stuff. Right. You know, so it's kind of hard to kind of figure all that stuff out sometimes. But are there any people you listen to or follow, especially from like, well, let's just, let's just start with the celebrity circle of okay, uh, sure. financial people. Uh, do you kind of check out any of that stuff? Do you ever? I always wonder. Do you guys watch that stuff as as financial advisors who are in the the trenches every day? Do you kind of watch some of that stuff uh, from these, uh, I guess, talking heads? Yeah, you can't miss it for the most part. Okay. And I try to. <sighs> I'll give most of the, I mean, there's Dave Ramsey and Susie Ormond come to come to mind. Okay, sure. Susie, at least a bunch upon a time used to be in the investment business, right. but they're not, they're not licensed. 75% of what they have to say makes sense. Okay. 75% of it is good for people. The other 25% scares the crap out of me because <laughs> they, 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 they put everybody in the same boat. They generalize everything. Everybody right. should do this. No, not everybody should do that. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. Not right for everybody. But they and I get what they're saying and I understand where they're coming from. And again, most of the stuff they do, you know, the people that are watching them, listening to them, following, buying their stuff probably aren't the clients that we're going to work with anyway. Yeah. Yeah. They've got, they've got other things. I can help them if that's what they wanted to do. But, you know, they go that route and that's just fine. But, you know, they're not they're they're not accountable to anybody because they don't have licenses. So nobody can take their license away for saying stuff that's absolutely. Well, that's yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Because you always think that, about that because they 
you know, they're not, I guess they're no longer practicing, right? So they're kind of not Correct. bound by the same rules. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. They're yeah. journalists, if you will. True. They're yeah, educators. that's a good point. You know, somebody made an interesting comment, and not to get too into uh, a, a sensitive subject that people sometimes get touchy about right now, but, you know, Dr. Fauci, somebody, I, I watched a, a, an ER doctor the other day, an active ER doctor, give a, a press conference here locally, and he said, you know, no disrespect to Dr. Fauci because he's a very smart, brilliant man who's got a, many, many years of, of uh, you know, information and education, but he hasn't been a practicing doctor in a long time. And so I just kind of wish they would right. listen a little bit more to the boots on the ground doctors in the yep. ERs versus just some, some sometimes more of that pundit e talking head kind of thing. So it's kind of similar, it sounds like, from what you're saying. In some respects, yeah, it is. I could show you how to get out of debt faster than Dave does. Uh, it's you <laughs> right. know, it's there's there's a better mathematical way of doing it. You know, that's fine. Nobody cares. They're never going to come to me for it because you know they've gone to him and he's. Does right. a good job in the way that he does it. It works if you do. Oh no, it. he's built a yeah, yeah, and he's built a great. No, I mean, he's uh, built a gigantic business. Empire, yeah, so yeah, kudos to him for that. I, you know, I always laugh when I hear some of that stuff. People will say, you know, I can I can help you do this quicker. It's like, or I can help you get out of debt. And it's like, you stop spending money. That's like the easiest. Well, that's part easy, of it. That's yeah, the easiest duh. way to do it. it. Makes me think about yeah. George Carlin years ago, the comedian, late comedian. Say people are always saying, uh, you know, I need to lose weight. I need to lose light weight. And he's like, well, put down the fork. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and some so, of this is not complicated. Right, you just have to right. do it. And I'm guilty of that. Oh, boy, I tell you what, all through the holidays, I was snacking way too much. Did you enjoy your holiday? Uh, do you, are you kind of a snacker or kind of a, do you enjoy like all the holiday <laughs> foods and stuff? I um, <clears throat> There are moments in time where I'm very good at it and at avoiding it and the rest of it, not even close. I like that so pause. There's, um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, good. it's a tough one. It's a tough one. All right. My, so anyway. mom, my mom used to make, I'll tell you this. My okay. mom used to make 24 different kinds of cookies and 24 different oh kinds my. of candies every Christmas. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. She loved it. It was I great. I love your mom. And, uh, well, yeah. She was a good cook. So it, it, I bet. And she yeah. did it. And we had gobs and gobs of people over all the time. You know, although I can't do the sweets as much anymore. Like my wife, she no. hasn't. She usually makes cookies every year as well, but she kind of toned it down to a smaller amount this time, this go around, especially since it was just her and I. But I sure do love them. But yeah, it's definitely getting harder. You know, I'm 50 now, so it's getting harder to do those sweets and stuff. But they are certainly good. Well, anyway, we're kind of veering okay. off into a food subject, no, so we'll get right. back that's to. Fine. But we'll get back to some of this. So okay, so the celebrity talking heads, eh, you know, eh. in generalized, you know. Take it for what it is. Okay. Yeah. Best financial books. Something you've ever really read or something that's really kind of spoke to you that that you might recommend to clients? It's really difficult to do that, honestly and truly. I'm looking at my bookcase here. I'm standing up as we record this. It's uh-huh. easier for me to do it standing up than sitting down. And I have read dozens and dozens and dozens of books over sure. the years. Yeah. They're all pretty much germane to someone in the business. I haven't found a good a good book out there that's just a general overall all around. And I haven't looked in years for somebody because we, I wrote a book a couple of years ago okay. and uh, if somebody wants it, somebody comes into the office, we'll give them a copy of it because it's, you know, it falls into philosophically and, and from a practical point of view, the way we do what we do. And so why not give them mine? Well, they go shameless. <laughs> so, hey, you know, so, shameless no, plug. What, Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Well, there you go. Yeah, exactly. But it's, it's hard and you don't know, it's difficult to tell it. You know, one of the things that, you know, you'd mentioned earlier on is the whole, there's information out there everywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's, and that's the challenge because you don't know what they know. Yeah. And boy, it certainly got weird. Who would have thought that, you know, in a world, you know, just where we now have these, 
you know, really literally anything at our fingertips with these smartphones that we would yeah, not yeah. be able to trust a lot of it. It's who would have ever oh. thought that, you know, 10 yeah. years ago, we would have just, we were amazed by the internet 15 years ago. And now it's like, we're ter- kind of scared of it because we don't know. If well, we can it's, trust it. you, yeah, you, there's a whole lot more going on there than you know about. It. I mean, I used, I wrote several articles a couple, three years ago for Kiplinger.com. Right. And there was one where I was, there were three or four others, writers, financial people writing bits and pieces of stuff. So we sort of got to review everybody's stuff before it actually went to print. Uh-huh. And there were a couple things from other advisors where they were just flat out wrong. Mm, yeah. And I, and I wrote to the editor and said, hey, ask this guy if he knows this is really not true. And they didn't know the difference. Mm, um, yeah. You know, I mean, so you don't, you don't know. That's the challenge. You kind of have to verify all the time. And yeah. it's, it's tricky. Yeah, is it trust but verify, right? Yeah, so I, you know, it's a that this whole idea is very is very challenging for people because I saw this. Okay, well, does that pertain to me? I said I don't know. I don't. I didn't see it. I can't tell you. You know, does the person that's writing it know what they're doing? Do they have you know? Have you followed them before? Do you know anything about it? Have you done other research? Just because somebody says it, just because I say it doesn't necessarily mean, well, yeah, it is absolutely true, but that's because <laughs> I said it. But, you know, this it's based on, you know, for me, years and years and years of experience, and I'm always learning new stuff. So some of the things that made sense years ago don't make any sense anymore. Well, continuing gotta, education, right, is always important in oh, a yeah. lot of fields. And and some things do become antiquated or outdated uh, or yeah. even laws change. So there's, yeah, there's definitely times oh, depending yeah, on what you for find. For sure. Yeah how things will go so okay yeah from a knowledge standpoint i know that uh you know i know you obviously lean on your lovely wife for a lot of good information when it comes to social security and things of that nature but anybody else in your family like growing up was there a parent or a grandparent or somebody who really kind of uh you know kind of showed you some light when it came to i guess maybe pointed you in a direction that ended up where you are in life like that was really into finance or something like that. And it kind of had a, an impact on you. Candidly, no, my dad was an entrepreneur. He was in, he owned his own business my whole life. So I learned that from him. Okay. Uh, plus he, he got numbers and I got numbers and, you know, we used to do stuff together that had mathematical implications and fun. Okay. Um, and so, I mean, yeah, they were just wise people. Okay. A little DNA transfer there, if you will, right. Well, he was in the yeah, numbers and so. you were in the numbers. Him, yeah. Yeah. I give him lots of credit for stuff like that. He just got it. He could, yeah, he was really good with numbers. Well, what got you into uh, the financial realm? Uh, I know that, you know, you were doing other things, you know, a couple of years ago, we've talked about that on the show, but I know we talked about it. It's been a while. So what made that transfer into, uh, into that? I was in business with two guys. We had a t-shirt screen printing business. They had worked for me in the, in the professional soccer marketing department that I ran and we had all left at the same time. And the other three of us bought a screen printing company and one day a guy came in and it, I wasn't happy there. It was, you know, it was the, not a good choice, but it was interesting. A guy came in knocking on doors and said, uh, you know, he said, my name is Jan Eric Skaug and I'm the financial planner with Ecotech Financial Group. And, you know, I'd like to talk to you about investing. And I thought, that sounds interesting. <laughs> so I wow. ended up going to work. For, I ended up going to work for him. That was just a total, complete fluke. Sounds like the, uh, the old adage, like opportunity knocked, right? It did. Yeah. I mean, literally, he knocked. Yeah. And, and you uh, answered the door. Came into the shop, and there we were, and talked, and I ended up doing that, and that's <laughs> what I've done. That's what I've done ever since. Ever a since. A whole bunch of different permutations. But yeah. 
That's awesome. That's pretty cool. Well, let's get back into our topic here for a second. I got two more one to ask you. We did mention technology. We mentioned things like, you know, obviously Google. We can get just about any information we really want. But I guess to kind of follow back up on that a second ago, do you think that maybe the disinformation side of it is helping, hurting? I mean, is it, you know, are these, you know, we got robo advisors now. We've got all these different things. Does it help our financial literacy or does it convolute it more? I think it makes it way too complicated because it's not that complicated. Okay. Um, I mean, the choices can be complicated, but the fundamental premise behind all of it is not. If you spend less than you make and you save and you invest over a long period of time, you'll be fine if you don't do. And that's all there is. I mean, the basic numbers don't lie kind of conversation. Yeah. It's just if you're not doing this, then I don't care what you think might be the newest, hottest, spiffiest thing. It's probably over the long run, not going to work. You can't get rich quick. Typically, you can't. It's hard to do. You can get lucky, but sure, if you don't yeah. know how you did it and you can't duplicate it, it's really not worth trying. And I think just too much information is too much information and you can't assimilate all of it and you can't edit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't edit and differentiate what's really important and what's not. That's why we just try to break stuff down to its very simplest components. Yeah, it is hard to filter all this stuff. I think it was I think it was 10 yeah. years ago even that uh, some something came out and said that we receive more information in a oh. day a, a decade ago than our ancestors did in a week. You know, that like, and I don't don't even mean like way, I don't even mean like way back. I mean, like just as simple as about 30 years ago, Uh, just as simple as, you know, 30 or 40 years ago. Yeah. But if you go like to your grandparents, I think it was, uh, we get more information in a week than I think our grandparents saw in a year. And probably, I think it was our great grandparents. So like three generations back, you know, saw in a year, kind of to your point. Oh yeah. It's just a massive amount of data. Info overload. And it's really easy to get confused by all of it. Yeah, and and just kind of convolutes the conversation, and and doesn't make it difficult to kind of find that uh, useful nugget. And you know, we try to provide to your point. We try to keep it simple. We try to do this, and people follow our podcast, and you know, people enjoy doing that type of thing. Is there is there someone you do something similar with? Do you have a favorite economist, for example, or uh, yeah. someone that you listen to? Yeah, there's one guy that has always made sense to me. In fact, we send out his every Monday morning. We send out the Monday morning outlook from Brian Westbury at First Trust. And if you haven't gotten it, it's on our website. It's posted all the time. They make sense to me from an economics point of view, because economics can get really convoluted. And if you haven't studied it deeply, it kind of doesn't make any sense. Sometimes they break it down to its really simplest, most fundamental stuff. And they don't always have to be right. That's not the point. But they make it they make it easily understandable from their perspective. And I've not found someone else that breaks it down and makes it as Helpful and useful and accurate, too, because if they were wrong all the time, it wouldn't be very helpful. Um, (laughs) Right. But it's just it just it makes sense the way my brain works. My brain's not like everybody else's, but it makes sense to me. And I have a tendency to follow if given another choice, I would probably do what they are suggesting you, you do. I got you. Okay. And like I said, if you want to check that out, you guys have that on your website. That's at PelotonCapital.com. That is PelotonCapital.com, P-E-L-L-E-T-O-N, Capital.com. While you're there, you could also submit a question to the show if you'd like to the podcast. We uh, take those from time to time, so feel free to drop us a line and let us know uh, how we're doing and ask a question. And if you've got some immediate questions you need some help with, as always, like anything on our show or Dave's or Susie's or any of the things we've talked about today, you should always check with a qualified professional about how it's going to relate to you 
your specific situation because generalities typically is the conversation piece of any of these shows, and you got to dive into what it's going to mean specifically for you. So if you need some help here in the Scottsdale area, give Charles a call at 480-513-1830. It's 480-513-1830. And we'll finish off this podcast with an email question that we got in over the holiday. Uh, I guess this came in probably about a week or so ago. It's Diana in Phoenix, and she says, Charles, I've heard about a strategy using life insurance to create income for yourself in retirement. Is this a legitimate strategy is my question. Absolutely, Diana, it is. It can be very, very neat way to do it. It's, it involves life insurance. It involves cash value life insurance. The interesting thing about it is if you, you end up having insurance and you also have what you would call sort of a side investment savings bucket. And those things grow, the buckets grow. And the interesting part about it is if you create value inside that other, that cash bucket, then you have those dollars can come out tax-free when you do it, if you do it correctly. Not taxable, tax-free. Gotcha. So you, you put it in and you've got, you've got a life insurance death benefit There's, and, and you also get these, this tax-free income when you want to turn it on later on. So okay. it's a, it can be a great vehicle. There's a couple of different kinds. One of them is just simple whole life insurance. The one I prefer, honestly, is the index universal life that sort of links you to an index. It could be like the S&P 500, where you're going to get some interest off of clone of the, of the S&P 500 that the insurance companies have, and you can invest dollars in that bucket, and it grows over time, and then you can take it out when you choose to. So yeah, it's totally legitimate. It, it provides all kinds of potential ancillary benefits above and beyond just that. Some of these policies, for example, if long-term care concerns were on your radar of, I need to worry about this someday, you could use the, the value in the uh, insurance account to cover some long-term care costs. So okay. They're very flexible. They're very creative, and they're not a one-size-fits-all thing, believe me. But in the right circumstance, they can be a super duper deal. Okay. And they are a legitimate strategy, Diana. So there you go. Thank you so much. If you want to learn some more about IULs or some other the things that Charles just discussed, reach out to him. Give him a call, 480-513-1830. You can obviously go Google that as we talked about here on the show, but just be careful what some of the information you come across. So talk to a, a specific you know, a financial advisor, a fiduciary advisor like Charles uh, on how it's going to relate to your specific scenario. 480-513-1830. And thank you for the question. We certainly appreciate it. And that's going to do it for the podcast for this uh, back to, I guess we're back to the grind, if you will. We're back into January here. This is our first podcast of the new year. Charles, my friend, thanks so much for your time. I hope you have a great week and I'll talk to you pretty soon. Thanks, Mark. Always fun. We'll see you soon here on Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott, fiduciary advisor from Peloton Capital Management. Financial planning and investment advisory services are provided by Peloton Capital Management Limited, a state-registered investment advisor. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No one should assume the information presented here serves as a receipt of or substitute for personalized individual advice provided by Peloton Capital Management. For more information, visit www.pelotoncapital.com.